What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronas here from the Fantasy Alarm family. Uh, what's going on, Adam? Just wrapped up a little Monday night football. Uh, Packers throttle the, the Detroit Lions. And yet, still, garbage time points for, uh, for Detroit Lions end up burning me in some prop bets that I made in a couple of fantasy leagues. Ah, garbage time, garbage time, garbage time. Why couldn't they just leave DeAndre Swift out? Well, you knew he would be in there. They're playing from behind. He's the better pass catching back. So, I mean, it's not like Swift had a big night anyway. So eight for 37 on the ground, only four for 41 through the air. Uh, You know, both teams kind of playing at a slow pace, too. Even though it went Mm -hmm. over, we had 52 points. I mean, just a kind of slow pace game. 61 plays for the Packers, 56 for the Lions. It's kind of the way both teams play. But, I mean, Aaron Jones obviously was the story of the game. I I do have him in two leagues, one in RT Sports Championship. So overall points matter. So that was huge. And I also had Hawkinson on the same team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there are people who probably were down like 30. I had a 35, 38 point lead only facing Aaron Jones. And they lost because uh, he had over 40 points in a PPR format. Just a huge night for him. 17 carries, 67 yards, one touchdown on the ground. But through the air, six receptions, 48 yards, three receiving touchdowns. So just a huge night for Aaron Jones if you had him. If you were going against them, uh, yeah. <laughs> not so good. Yeah, definitely not. So I'm sure I've already gotten some tweets on some painful losses. So we've kind of all been there. Uh, but yeah, big games this week for Aaron Jones and Derek Henry. I'm sure there's a team out there that you could possibly have. It, nah, maybe if you did an early draft and Jones was falling in the second round. I mean, it's possible you could have got Henry at eight and Jones in the second round. Maybe in a 12, definitely in a 10. So it's auction leagues too. So it's possible. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. High, highly unlikely. But I mean, there were some leagues where Henry was going seven, eight, nine. And again, before Aaron Rodgers was coming back, Jones was going in the second round. Yeah, he was. That was, uh, yeah, I think I got Jones in the middle of the second round. I'm trying to remember which draft it is. I can probably sift through it but yeah i think i had like the sixth or seventh pick in a 12 teamer and was stunned to see jones available to me in the uh in the middle of the second round so um yeah definitely that's that's paying off uh huge dividends all right we should we should figure out that team right the uh the the all wonderful week two drafted team where you had henry you had aaron jones cooper cup was on your roster gronk was your tight end like you could legit build a team that probably uh, put up a ridiculous, crazy number of points in uh, in a PPR format here. Yeah, no question about it. And but there were some also lineups this week that just looked dreadful that are good teams. Like you, you had a, a good team and it just didn't come through this week. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, that, it's it's like I tell anybody who who plays this game. Your, your goal is not to have an undefeated season. You don't get any extra points unless there's something in your rules that says you get bonus points for being undefeated the entire year. Like everybody has to double their entrance fee or something like that. Um, like your goal is just to make the playoffs. You can't sit there and expect to win every single, you know, every single week, just like you can't expect to to acquire all the top guys on free agency, just like you can't expect to acquire every single player you absolutely want in a fantasy draft. Like you have to, it's, it's give and take. And, you know, and I think that that's actually a, a, a good thing to, to kind of just throw it out there for everybody because, you know, people get so worked up or bummed out about a loss. That's like, listen, yeah. <laughs> The playoffs aren't for like another 12 weeks. Why don't you just sit and chill and relax for a little bit? Way to be negative, Howard. How is that negative? You always say it to me. Um, but I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not oh, being negative. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be encouraging to people who are taking losses like super hard. It's not encouraging, bro. I'm taking a loss hard that I just saw I lost. And it's hurting me because I expected to go undefeated. Well, you know, I mean, I never would have taken you for a loser, but apparently you are. 
Why? Because I am upset I lost. That's not being a loser. <laughs> no, but it is. It's a long season. And look, um, you probably don't want to go undefeated because you're probably losing the playoffs. There was one year that I was undefeated going into the playoffs and I lost. Uh, was it the sem? No, it was the championship. And I'll never forget it. It was the Saints-Lions. They had an absolute shootout. It was probably early 2000s, um, 2011, 2012. I know I can find the game. I remember looking this up uh, several months back, so I'll never forget it. And, like, he had four or five players in that game, and I just couldn't believe it. Like, I had a, a phenomenal draft. I think it was the year Steve Slayton was, like, a seventh, eighth-round pick. I had Kurt <laughs> Warner. I had Kurt Warner on that team. Like, it was just crazy. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely the worst loss that I've ever had. Uh, I will never forget it. So, you know, it really doesn't go much. Um, so, um, yeah, you, it's great. You, you no one likes to lose, but you got to understand that uh, there's going to be some down weeks and some of your players not going to come through. You're going to have guys on the bench. You're going to have injuries. So, you know, the goal is obviously just get to the playoffs. And then once the playoffs happen, you try and get hot for three weeks or two weeks, depending on how long the playoffs is, because we've seen it before. Trust me, I've been in the spot where I've been the number one seed many times and not even got to the championship. And it sucks. I hate it. I'm like, wait, I had the best record, most points. That's the way this game is. And you have to understand that and accept it. And I think that's also why it's most popular is because the teams that know like, well, well, yeah, I don't have the best team, but let me just sneak in. Hopefully I can get hot. I think that's why it appeals to so many. Like in baseball, like you have to really be diligent for the whole season. If your team's not good enough and you're not a skillful player, you're not getting to the playoffs if it's head to head or you're not going to be in competition with Roto. And I think that turns a lot of people off. They don't want to just commit six months in the grind, whether or even four or five months in football, man. And again, it's it's still a skillful game. But like the average person who's in their office can, you know, get a couple picks right, make a waiver wire move, and they've got a good team. It's not yeah. happening in baseball. So you just got to keep that in mind that it is a long season, even if you're 0-2. Like, don't get discouraged. You know, you, you probably have some players that are performing. Or maybe your team is actual shit. It could be. You know, I'm trying to <laughs> it's possible. Like you gotta be you gotta talk about going to taking a turn to negative town. No, but no, I'm a realist, bro. I look at I like I look at one of my teams and I know it's in trouble because I already have a lot of injuries and mm -hmm. it's a deep league and you know I'm realistic about it. Doesn't mean I'm gonna give up, it means I'm just gonna fight, but realistically, I'm like, yeah, this team is probably teetering on you know a bad season. So you just have to be realistic. Uh, obviously in home leagues or, you know, leagues or trades, it's different. You can make trades that league I'm talking about. There's no trade. So it's not like someone's listening. We'll just make a trade. Well, I can't, there's no trades in that league. So right, right. <laughs> I, I just have to deal with it. And it's going to happen, man. When you play in 10 to 15 leagues, you know, I'm competitive as anyone and I want to win all 15, but you know, it's not going to happen. Like it's just, you can't even the best players in the world, they're not winning every league. They're going to have some bad ones. So you just do the best you can. Uh, but yeah, it's tough. Like there's there's tough losses, though. The losses that are tough are like by one point, half a point. Those are really tough because you sit there and you're like, oh, if I would have started this guy. And it depends what it is. Like if you go, oh, I should have started Derek Carr with Dak Prescott. I don't want to hear that shit. Right. That is so dumb. <laughs> That's the one thing I don't accept. I don't want to hear it because I'll get that on Twitter. So, oh, I lost this week because I did this. I'm like, no, you made the right call. There are times you make the wrong call. But like if you come up, oh, I should have started uh, Daniel Jones over Dak. No, bro. I don't want to hear it. Don't say that. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, that comes down to, you know, your process. It's it's no different than 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 betting. It's no different than anything that you're doing with this. If your process is right, it doesn't always work out like that's the thing. It's it's still it's it's about the process and it's about understanding what you need to, what it takes to win the whole league, what it takes to win the season, not what it takes to win just every week. You could have, you know, bad weeks and, and that just that that's the way it goes. But it doesn't mean that your process was wrong. You know, it's like when when you, you know, when you're when you're doing the NBA bets or I'm doing the MLB bets. Right. I've got a certain process and I've been sticking with it and it's been doing well for me. Uh, but are there days where I'll go like 0-3 on the best bets? Yeah, because it just, you know, 
the ball bounces funny for everybody, um, you know, or, or you, you get hit with a bad beat, whatever the case may be, you know, that's just, that's the way it goes. Um, but if you're looking, you got to be looking at it always from the big picture. You can't look at it, uh, you know, in, with tunnel vision. You can't say that, you know, oh, it's a, I had a terrible week and, and you know, in, in, in week two. And now I think I got to blow up my whole team. And, you know, I got this crazy trade offer thrown my way. Maybe I should take it like it immediately puts doubt in your mind. And that's, you know, that's really where, you know, I try to focus with people. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I've been going through. Uh, you know, Twitter and back and forth. And there's, you know, the, this group of guys who just recently signed up and uh, and subscribed to Fantasy Alarm. And one of the things that they were talking about was one of the biggest allure uh, was the interaction, like our Discord channel, our, our, you know, how we've been accessible on Twitter, you know, all this time, how we respond to people on a regular basis because they just, you know, they they need to, you know, they want to talk it through. And under, you know, and, and those are the people who are looking to understand the process, build their own process so that they can be better players in the end, smarter, betters in the end. And that's, you know, I mean, that's a, that's that's the service that I, you know, I genuinely believe we provide. We're not just giving you lineups and saying, here you go, play them and you're going to win. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're interacting and we're teaching people to be smarter fantasy players smarter betters um you know how to look for the right prop all that stuff and i you know and that's to me that's what's important right it's it's you know not the whole you told me not to start branding cooks and i started stupid guy over him and i lost my team you ruined my season right i mean i'm sorry Sorry, I ruined your perfect season there, buddy. <laughs> Why don't we talk about like when you win the championship? <laughs> Holy cow, look at this team. Wow. Uh, this is a good team. In the Bay Area Roto Fantasy League, dude. You ready for this one? Mm -hmm. PPR scoring. Kyler Murray. Tyler Lockett. Adam Thielen. Michael Pittman. Eckler. Carson. Logan Thomas, Marquise Brown. <laughs> this is a super flex. This is with Joe Burrow putting up a stinker of a game for me. Colts D, Rodrigo Blankenship. 200 plus points, baby. Nice. I see uh, that I'm uh, 17th overall in the RT Sports Championship. You got to love Out that, man. 2,500 teams. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice start. I'm doing it with truck, although... I did mostly. He kind of left things up to me, but we did the team. It's a pretty good team, but it's tough because there's good players on the bench. And you got to take like this week on the bench, James White, Jamar Chase, Rondell Moore. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Rondell Moore, I'm starting to turn around on him. I really am. I, you know, like 20 snaps in the first week, 28 snaps in the second week. So steady progression there. Um, saw, you know, 13 targets now between the two weeks. I've, I've, you know, I did a, a little bit of a deeper dive for my article in the New York post. And, uh, I gotta tell you, man, I, I might be turning around on Rondell Moore. I might be. Yeah. I mean, I just felt like he was a good draft pick around 12, 13, you know, uh, in this offense where they're going to run a lot of four wide sets and you have Kyla Murray. So, um, I did start in week one, I think in the fishbowl this week. I didn't, I think I, cause I'll first week I had Gronk on the bench cause I have Hawkinson this week. I went with Gronk and Hawkinson had Rondale on the bench. I did start Randall Moore in GST, but I lost this week. Did not have a good week. Um, but yeah, I mean, team looks pretty good. I mean, do have Daryl Henderson who got hurt. So if he's out this week, I guess I'll slide in James white. And then, I mean, it's Hurts, Henderson, Aaron Jones, Antonio Brown, Ridley, Hawkinson, Cooper, Lockett. And then, you know, so it's two running backs, two receivers, two flex. So gonna, the the decisions each week are going to be kind of tough uh, with uh, Chase and, and Rondell Moore. So it's nice to have that depth, though. I also have Tyson Williams. But so the RB2 spot is going to be the one that I, I thought it was after watching Henderson this week. I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. But now he's got this rib injury, which is cartilage, more of a pain tolerance thing. So we'll see if he gets shot up or 
they're not going to know till later in the week. So could have to wait and see on him. But if not, I could always slide James White in or or Williams for now. And then I got to go four wide with those receivers. Uh, but Amari Cooper's also a little banged up. I think it happened late in the game. I saw him land and I saw him get up slowly. And yeah, rib it's a injury rib, for it's him a rib too. Injury. Yeah. Yeah. So see what happens with him. Oh, and that's a Monday night game. Shit. That is a Monday night but game. But don't you uh I mean, wouldn't you be inclined to oh wait, is this a is this a no trade league? Yeah, it's the RT oh. Sports. Um Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was I was gonna say something about, you know, filling that RB two slot. Yeah, but. I'll just I'll, well, I mean look. I can't make decisions now, just like I tell everyone. You just wait. No practice reports yet, but uh, that's the only thing is they play Philly, and I have no one else. So uh, that's the tough call, man, you know, because someone hit me up for advice, and they they didn't want to wait around for Hollywood Brown, and they they went in a different direction, and it sucked if you – you know, and that's, that's always a debate, right? Because someone in our Discord on Sunday, they asked. They said, I can start two out of three. It was Hollywood Brown – Jamal Williams, Marvin Jones. So I said, look, we don't know if Hollywood's going to play. You have Jamal on Monday. Play Marvin Jones. And if Hollywood plays Sunday night, you play him. If he doesn't, you got Jamal Williams. Hopefully he listened because Marvin Jones had a touchdown and a Mm -hmm. good game. And Hollywood had the big game. But it's all about the reasoning there. It's all about a backup player. Now, if you had to wait to Sunday night and you had no one Sunday night or Monday, you got to make a tough decision in the 4 o'clock games. And sometimes you're going to get it wrong. But you have to... You have to go with what you know at the time and understand, well, if I wait for Hollywood, he doesn't play. I get a zero. And that's just not something you want to do. So there probably were people who said, yeah, you know what? Because there was a chance Hollywood didn't play. He said he was not sure all week. Obviously, went out there and looked great, but he didn't practice. So those are our tough decisions that I always give the advice as if it was my team. Again, you don't have to listen to us. That's right. the one thing. Like where the, you know, and I think some people do that. I think they blindly follow us like, oh, I trust Howard. I trust Adam, which is great. We appreciate it. But ultimately, it's your decision. So we're going to guide you. We're going to give you what based on what we know, all the study we did. But ultimately, you hit submit, which is why, like, you should never blame anyone, you know, and just the same, like, we're not going to take all the credit. Like when people say, hey, thank you. All right, cool. But you made the ultimate decision. It's your championship. We helped you. We guided you, but you didn't have to listen to us. Ultimately, you pressed the button. That ultimately, you have to you have to press the button. That's you know, yeah. We go through that all the time. All I think time. some people just like to say, "All right, I'm going to go with whatever you say," which is an honor. <laughs> it makes right, right, right. Like, okay, thank, cool. thank you. <laughs> you know, but it's like, you know, at the same time, you know, you have some say over your team. You know, you sh- you don't want us to make every decision for you. I'm looking. Sorry, I, I just got sidetracked by a tweet. From Will Brinson over at CBS is Aaron Jones just said he had a chain on his chain on his neck with his father's ashes in it, and it fell off in the end zone after one of his touchdowns. Oh, because I did see him take out the chain and show it. I think it was after the first one. He was flashing right, right, right. it to the camera. See, uh, that goes back. I was it you and I had this discussion about the whole jewelry thing. Did we have um, or no? Did we have... did. We we okay. did not. I must have had it on SiriusXM then with uh, with someone, one of the twenty hosts that I've uh, been with over the last month. <laughs> For real, no joke. I was the. I think I've hosted with like fifteen different people over the last month because there was a stretch where I was working with so many different people. But I never understand why athletes have to wear jewelry. Like it makes no sense. You're playing a fucking sport. Like why do you have the? And especially in baseball. We've seen Cespedes lose his chain. Was it Javier Baez recently or was it Lindor where the diamonds were? They were looking for the diamonds on City Field. Like, why are you playing a sport with a chain and football, too? Like, I don't get it. OK, you want to flash your expensive jewelry? Do it after the game. Go on camera in the locker. I don't care. Do it. Flash. Cool. You got nice chains. Cool. But why are you playing a sport? Like, I never understood that. It makes um, no sense. I, I don't either. I, I honestly, I have no clue either. Um, you know, it's like, why don't guys, you know, put their their hair into like a, a ponytail, like, you know, like Derrick Henry does on a regular basis. You know, you get these guys that just have like, you know, it's not even I'm not even talking about like the dreads because you can't, you know, you, you can't sit there and like tuck inside, you know, all right, these you dreads. Want- you look at like Jamal, Jamal Williams and you're like, you can't tuck that in. But like the guys who have like, you know, like the really long mullets and stuff, I'm like, you're just begging somebody because you can literally you can tackle a guy by the hair. 
Yeah. You, and it's the same thing with the loose jerseys, man. You know, that's why the linemen have everything tight. It gives them less the offensive linemen. If you look at their up top and everything, it's a real tight because they don't want to give the defensive linemen anything to grab. And yeah. you should be the same way in offense. You don't want to have your and I've seen it. Guys get tackled by the shirt. Their shirts hanging out. Defender reaches, grabs the shirt, allows them to tackle. So all these little things really matter. But the jewelry thing is crazy to me. It's like you're playing a sport. Baseball, football. I mean, obviously, NBA, you never see anyone wear a chain. That'll be funny. First time that happens. Like, I mean, maybe someone has and I don't recall it, but I don't remember anyone wearing like a big chain around their neck playing in, in basketball. And I just don't understand like why they do it for baseball, man. And it could break. And it's just all these things. I can't imagine playing in the outfield diving and you got this chain that could stab your neck. Was it was it was it a football game where a dude had his chain and somebody like ripped it off? Yes. Him on oh, purpose? my God. Who was it? It was the cornerback. And oh, man, a kid to leave. Right. Boy, I, yeah, I think it was a keep to leave. Yeah. yeah. And that with, turned um, into a whole thing. whole crazy yeah. thing with Crabtree. Right. Yes. Yes. It was with Michael Crabtree. Yes. 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 I remember that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What, Denver, Denver Raiders. That's what it was. He's like, oh, I'm going to get his chip. I mean, yeah, it's just like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, why are you wearing it? You're playing a sport, man. Like yeah. you want to risk losing it, breaking it. I mean, some of these chains that these guys have are 20, 30, $40,000, man. Like I, I, I just never understood it. If you want after the game in the locker room, flash all you want, bro. Put on 50 chains. I don't care. You're you're off the field. The game's over. No problem with it. But like you're playing a sport, man. Like, why do you need to carry have this chain around your neck or expensive earrings? It makes no sense to me. Right. Was Mr. T wearing all his gold jewelry when he was, you know, when he was fighting Rocky or when he was wrestling against uh, you know. Who was it? Rowdy Roddy Piper? Come on. No, he wasn't wearing his gold chains. Exactly. Even wrestlers, bro. They come to the ring and then they take everything off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's get some people prepared. Obviously, uh, Yahoo, ESPN, a number of other leagues, you know, they run some waivers on on uh on tuesday nights when you know and everybody's gonna be listening to this pod uh during the day we you know if you if you missed our our full recap of all the sunday action by all means go back and listen to the uh to the to the last episode it is labeled as such with the sunday week two uh recap there um also a very interesting piece on uh on asparagus uh <laughs> you guys should i should all listen to <laughs> but anyway, all right, I'll tell you what, let's, let's, you know, let's take a, a quick time out. Let's uh, thank our sponsors. Let's play a couple of commercials, keep the lights on here. When we come back, uh, let's talk uh, early looks at waiver wire um, for Tuesday night and seeing uh, where you need to be using your waiver priority or starting to spend some fab. So back on the other side after this. All right, Adam, taking a, a nice early look here at the waiver wire. I mean, early is in the sense of, well, we we know what's going on here. You know, here's the thing. You and I, we talked about all these guys getting hurt and the QBs all going down. Um, the reports today, you know, listening to, to everything talking about like Jarvis Landry's knee injury. I think Nico Collins, who also got hurt, he'll be out uh, three to four weeks. Elijah Mitchell. Um but not no, Jamichael Hasty's the one with the high ankle sprain. Trey Sermon's got the concussion. Like everybody else who like who who left hurt, got hurt, not really that hurt. I mean, yes, Carson Wentz has two sprained ankles, but they're not Who's high using ankle sprains. Carson Wentz anyway, outside of a super flex league. Right. Well, yeah, I hear you on that too. So, you know, you look at some of the guys who are who are banged up, but you know. Nobody really seems that banged up. Nobody really there's 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 no big injury here. And when that happens, well, obviously, the big problem is, is that, you know, what are you looking for on the waiver wire? Like is is Quintez Cephas going to be, you know, a guy you want to go after? Is somebody going to get duped into the Demarcus Robinson touchdown uh, and, and spend up for him? Who's going to buy on Max Williams, the Arizona tight end? Like this is this is one of the one of the issues, I guess, that, you know, fantasy owners have because nobody, you know, um, 
very few people, I'm not going to say nobody, very few people can know and understand that, you know what, there's nobody out there on the waiver wire right now who's better than my worst player. Like if I had to, if I were to pick somebody up and drop somebody, I really, I have a very hard time picking a drop. And because of that, you know, they, they just have an issue. They feel like they're not doing enough for their team by sitting on their hands. And sometimes it's the moves that you don't make that win you the league. Yeah. I mean, look, you always want to look at the waiver wire every week, but there might be some weeks where you go, you know what? There's really not much here and there's nothing that's going to make my team better. So save the money. Um, so, I mean, again, it all comes down to league context uh, and what your team looks like. Uh, so on one team, you might need to pick someone up. Another team, you're good. You don't have any injuries. You got good matchups upcoming. Um, so, yeah, there are some weeks where there's just not much there. And then obviously the next week uh, could be a big week for the waiver wire. Yeah, the next week. Yeah, that's usually that's usually what happens. And everybody's like, oh, all right. You know, when, when they like waste a waiver priority, they spend some fab for like, you know, a couple of couple of tomato can players who, you know, are never going to see the, the the starting lineup a day in their life. Um, but then you got some other guys who, you know, who, who might. But um, all right, let's take a look at some of the guys here. Might as well. I'm just going to go to one of my leagues. I guess uh, I'm in the. Uh, I'm in the Sports Illustrated League here. It's not a – oh, is this a super – I'm trying to find a league that's not a super flex, which is not easy these days. It's really not easy to find a league that's not a super flex. Well, let me see. Oh, this one should suffice. This one should suffice. I'll go to my Jam On Fantasy Football League waiver wire and start looking at some of the cockapoo-poo that might be there. Start off at the quarterback position here, Adam. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, a couple of names here, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, like there's, there's, you know, there's potential there for, for those three big Ben is still on my waiver wire here. So, you know, like when I look at that, is there anybody here who would be better than my top 10 starting QB? No, probably not. But you know, out of out of this group here, when you're looking at, you know, Cousins, Carr, Bridgewater, like who would you believe in the most? I mean, they're all matchup backup quarterbacks at this point. Yeah. So, you know, so um, I, I can't imagine that people need one of those guys to start. Um, I mean, Justin Fields will be another guy, too, if he does start. I know he yeah. wasn't great last week, but again, he's going to run. Uh, so, you know, that's a guy that I think that could potentially become an every week starter, but we don't know the extent of the Dalton injury. It doesn't sound serious. And Nagy's like, Dalton's my quarterback. Yeah. They said the same thing about Tyrod Taylor last year too. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. But I mean, yeah, I think people are going to jump on car now because of what he's done. Yeah. And where are you at with that? I mean, Vegas started what two and oh last year too. Yeah. And they finished eight and eight. And yeah. Right. And everybody got all excited. Um, you know, is is this the year that that Derek Carr finally puts it together? Um, I, you know, I mean, I can't. I, 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 yeah, I don't mind him as a backup quarterback, but that's right. about it. I mean, again, we see this every year. Every quarterback is going to have a couple of top QB one weeks, and not going to sustain it all the time. There's a reason why those guys, the cousins, the cars consistently finish as a QB two, and they don't run. So cars also dealing with an ankle injury too. I know Gruden said he thinks he's going to play. Yeah. Um, the, the rushing aspect that's huge nowadays. Like we just, we see it all the time. Yeah. Jalen hurts. Perfect example from Sunday. He did not have a good game. You know what? 80 plus rushing yards, a rushing touchdown makes up for the lack of saves it. passing yep. through the air. Absolutely saves it. Um, all right, well, then we can move off of the QB position here. There's not much traction uh, going on. Um, running backs, hmm, kind of interesting here in this league. Latavius Murray still out there on the waiver wire. Um, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, Lev Bell, Tony Jones, Tevin Coleman, Carlos Hyde. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's depth. Oh, Cordero Patterson. How many people are going to bite on that one, dude? 
Yeah, I mean, he was involved in the offense. I, I think he – I know there were a couple sites where he was wide receiver. I don't know if they changed it, but he should be a running back. Yeah, and he is, yeah, uh, at least on ESPN. I guess the guy to look for is Alexander Madison in case Dalvin Cook's ankle is a problem. I mean, yep. Madison probably is rostered in obviously very competitive leagues, but he's out there some shout for. It's so funny because this past week I was like, and a 14-team FSGA league, I was like, damn, should I just drop Madison? And I was like, ah, nah. Uh, good thing I did it. You know, somebody hit me up about that. Should I trade Madison to, you know, the, the Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook owner for, like, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks? And I was like, you know, on a normal day, I might be inclined to say, yeah, you can do that. If Cooks is going to upgrade like your worst wide receiver, your th- you know, your worst starting wide receiver, then then it might be something to look at. But don't you think maybe you should just hold off right now, considering that Cook went down twice this past week? Yeah. Right? Like, oh, well, he's slow he, to get up yeah, multiple he, times. If he asked you before the, the week, I'm like, yeah, OK, that's fine. But after what you saw. No, you don't do that now. You want to wait and see if Dalvin Cook practices his week and what's the status of it. Because if not, you can find yourself with a – and I, I thought Madison kind of was – he wasn't as good as we thought last year, but any running back that's going to get most of the touches, you want them. Yeah, it's investing in the system, not necessarily in the in the running back himself. You know, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm with you on that. Here, you know, here's here's the one that's got me kind of scratching my head. All right. Would you put in a claim for Darrell Williams? You could, Cheap. I mean, I think they're going to stick with CH is my guess. But you're speculating. I wouldn't spend a lot. You know, I would just put like a small dollar amount and in case they do make a change. I haven't seen any comments from Randy Reed. Uh to talk about that. I'm sure he was asked. I didn't see anything, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go crazy. So not Elijah Mitchell money. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's no one that's getting Elijah Mitchell money this week. <laughs> I hope not, man. I hope not. Um, you know, Latavius Murray, maybe a small bid. Philip Lindsay, maybe is a small bid. Um, I have no interest in Le'Veon Bell. Uh, if I'm a Camara owner, I definitely want to hold, you know, want to see about maybe Tony Jones on the cheap just to stay protected. Like, I mean, you know, it always scares me when there's no injury this week, right? Because when there's no injury in one week, there's, there's tenfold the following. And all these yeah. guys that we could have had for cheap. Now we're like, Ooh, wait a minute. Now we're going to have to pay. Yeah, if you always if you have an extra spot or or someone you want to cut, you should always just and that's usually what the good players do. And if you're in a real competitive format where you know the waiver wire is thin is and I've done this before, is just, you know, a couple dollar bids on some backup running backs. Just stash them and you never know. Uh it goes back to what I've said too for people who draft June and July. Why are you taking these backup quarterbacks that you're gonna drop? Take a backup running back. There could be an injury in the preseason, and now you don't have to spend any money in fat. Like I said, all those guys with those backup quarterbacks, they're dropping them. Yep. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Backup tight ends, too. Yeah, I mean, I understand in some formats, because if you don't have one of the top tight ends, man, you're just like, all right, do I start this guy or this guy? But you know what? It's a headache, man. They both probably suck. So just figure out which one's the better one and roll them. Like, like where I have the 14 team, I have Dallas Goddard. It's a problem. I mean... I know Philly's offense was bad this week. You know, maybe he has a better game, but Zach Hurts is running routes too. Uh, it, it's it's going to hurt him. It's definitely going to hurt him. It's definitely, although Zach Hurts has the COVID now. Yeah. Positive. Yeah, but is he, I mean, uh, whatever. If he's vaccinated, it's only two negative tests in 24 hours or whatever it is. So there's still time. And that game is Monday night. So. Look at you. Always look on the bright side. Of no, life. I, I hope he. Do, I hope he's healthy, um, but I hope he doesn't play because <laughs> <laughs> I have got her. <laughs> I hope he's healthy, but please, dear Lord, don't, yeah, just don't play. play. Have, uh, a, have a false positive. <laughs> <laughs> false positives, man. Those are those are no bueno in life. <laughs> no bueno. 
right, let's look at some wide receivers uh, who may or may not be out there uh, for you guys. Let's see. Let's go. Um, all right, some some interesting names here. I guess to me, looking at some of the names here on the waiver wire that we'll just go over. If you have that one roster spot that you're just kind of it's it's rotating. You don't really have anybody that you're too attached to there. And, you know, if somebody comes along, maybe it's intriguing and you want to make that move. Uh, you know, the number one score on the waiver wire here this week was Freddie Swain. And I'm not into no. Freddie Swain here, but the next three, KJ Osborne, Quintez Cephas and Zach Pascal. The all three of those guys interest me a little bit. Yeah, I think Pascal's interesting. He just, especially with Campbell banged up and they go against Tennessee. We saw how bad that secondary is. I think Osborne is interesting too because they're running more three wide sets and Irv Smith being out, I think maybe changed that a little bit. Cause uh -huh. I thought, I think what we're seeing from Osborne could have been Irv Smith, which sucks if you drafted him, but can't rely, worry about that now. So yeah. Um, let's not forget to, um, the Cleveland situation with Jarvis Landry out a couple weeks at the MCL, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. I know he hasn't really done much yet, but especially if Beckham's out too, you know, I would take a stab at him. We'll see if Beckham returns this week. Don, I, listen, I've been a big fan of Donovan Peoples Jones yet. I, you know, you also have to take a look at Anthony Schwartz. Like that's yeah. a dude who, that's a dude who's got the speed to really stretch the field too. Yeah, I mean, again, it's Cleveland and it's tough, but if uh, Landry's that should be out, Beckham, we don't know yet. Uh, so one of those two in a deeper format for sure. Hmm. 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 Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, God, you know, it's so funny. You know, I remember trying to think of who I was talking to about. It was like, it was the difference in picking up. Uh, a wide receiver. And I think it was, oh, I can't even remember, but one of them was on like, you know, they were both number three wide receivers, but one was a number three wide receiver on a very run centric team. And the other one was a wide receiver on a, on a pretty pass heavy team. And I'm like, you got to look at, you know, the overall offensive schemes here. Don't just look at, you know, uh, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, the raw points from a game or two, you got to just, you know, you got to know what you're, you're, getting yourself into for the long haul. I mean, there are certain, you know, ex exceptions when, you know, like you're looking at a guy like Rondell Moore, who, you know, sits fourth uh, on snap counts in the, uh, in, in the Cardinals wide receiving core yet, you know, he's seen more targets and better opportunities than like AJ green. And to a certain extent, Christian Kirk. Yeah. I mean, he lead more leads them in targets through two games. Crazy when DeAndre Hopkins doesn't. Yeah, I mean Hopkins only had four this past week, so we know that's not going to be a continuous thing. No, it is not going to be a continuous thing. Um, all right. So what about Rashard Higgins? You still, you know, we talked Peoples Jones and we said uh him and Anthony Schwartz. Does Higgins do anything for you? Has he moved the needle at all? No, I really don't even want much from that passing game anyway i mean they're all using right, the what? tight ends now too and joku has been in hooper so right harrison bryant yeah i mean it's just it, it's it sucks okay so let's look at some pass heavy uh teams here and, and possible guys who are uh mm -hmm. available well let's see uh diami brown is he I do like him. He's, play, he's playing a lot of snaps uh the you he did have i think a end zone target in that game uh, but don't they have a, a tough matchup this week? If I'm, I thought. Um, let me see. Washington uh, takes on uh, Buffalo. Yeah, and that they just shut out Miami, so I don't know. And it's on the road with Heineke. Uh, I don't know, um, but I do like him long term. I've I added him like I think after week one when I saw Curtis Samuel went down. I haven't played him, but he's on my bench in a couple weeks. But again, those are leagues with twenty roster spots. What about what about the uh, the the Hunter Renfro's and Brian uh, Brian Edwards of the uh, of yeah, the world? I, mean, 
Edwards, yes. I was drafting him in leagues, and I haven't started him yet. He's on the bench. He did have a touchdown call back due to a penalty. I think it was like a short seven-yard touchdown. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Edwards, uh, definitely. Okay. So there is definitely some help here. Um, Do you look to any of the the depth that they've got in Detroit? I mean, it's not a a great group of guys there, but, you know, Khalif Raymond, Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, you know, even just saying their names makes me cringe. Or right, how about Trinity Benson? <laughs> no, I mean, I know Cephas scored tonight, but, you know, he's still, I mean, he had seven targets. They didn't throw to the running backs as much here. I mean, Swift had five. Walt Williams had three. Um, I mean, if anyone, Cephas, but that's it. And, and you know I, what? Like the game tonight, they kept lying. They they kept watching where Jair Alexander was, and then they just kept moving Cephas away from him. Like I was I was watching this, you know, because Khalif Raymond was active, but he was limited. And you had Trinity Benson there. And I was like, hmm, let's see. Amon Ross St. Brown is working out of the slot. You know, if you're if you're Green Bay, granted, you don't want to shadow. Uh, anybody on Detroit, there's nobody worth shadowing, but he should have put three guys on Hawkinson. He should have, yeah. Well, I mean, he I mean, killed they them did all not the time. float enough safety help in for, for Hawkinson in this one. Their defense is bad, man. Jeez. Packers. I mean, I know they had a better second half, but that is not a good defense at all. Yeah. Yeah. Packer Packers are in trouble this year, man. There's a lot of I stuff. I think they were that good to begin right with, man. I mean, I've uh, to be fair. I've said that about the Packers for the last two years. I didn't think they were that good. And I was proven right in, you know, the NFC championship game two years ago and last year before the NFC championship game. But I just think they've kind of been a bully team in the regular season that's beat up on bad opponents, take advantage of the schedule. And when they face a good team, they get thrashed, man. And they could have beaten Tampa last year. You know, that was on Aaron Rodgers, man. Like, you know, he's complaining and everything, but. He did not. He could have. Ta- he could have taken that game away. Tom Brady like put it on a platter for them, and and Rogers did not get it done at the end. Um, but yeah, I I don't think they're that good. I don't see them being a Super Bowl team. And I know people are like, oh, last dance, Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think they're good enough, especially on the defensive side of the football. But I definitely don't think that they're the good enough on the defensive side of the football. I mean that that linebacking core is really taken up taking a beating through free agency and, uh, and, and just, you know, injuries wear and tear over time. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, you know, we, we talk, I mean, it's funny. We sat there and, you know, it was like two years ago, the Packers were what they have like 14 wins. And then it was all about, uh, wind regression that they were going to go under and, and people were worried about them. And Aaron Rodgers comes out and he has this, you know, insane season that, you know, it's just like you know, one for the ages and he, uh, you know, he collects the MVP. I think they're just kind of, they're resting on those laurels, really. The personnel, it's funny, the personnel really hasn't changed very much, at least on offense. Um, and nobody's taking into account that the defense has like slowly been uh, whittled away. Yeah, I mean, they're also, they're fortunate in the division they play. You know, Detroit's been a doormat. Chicago's mediocre. Yeah. And Minnesota's off to the 0-2 start. And they were bad last year. So they're kind of fortunate that they're in that division. It's helped them. Uh, but, you know, they're not as good as Tampa and some of the teams in the NFC West. No. And it's a very good point about the weakness of the NFC North, uh, to say the least. Um, all right. So, you know, I mean, I think that kind of covers a lot of the wide receivers. There's really, again, there's no game breakers out there. There's really nobody that's, you know, absolutely phenomenal. Brandon Zilstra is not going to catch a 20 yard touchdown again next week. Um, so yeah, I don't really like anything over there. Um, at the tight end position, it's just as ugly, if not a little bit uglier, right? Max Williams, Jack Doyle, Foster Moreau, they they top the list here. Dawson Knox, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, like you said, the Cleveland tight ends, Harrison Bryant, uh, Dan Arnold in Carolina, Fryermuth for uh, for Pittsburgh. There's really, there's, there's nothing here. Oh, well, actually, I take that back. Jared Cook is here, and that's like, if you're, if you're dead at the, the tight guy. end position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like you had Ferkser and you were trying to like patch something up there. Well, yeah, and he had a touchdown call back due to a penalty. Mm -hmm. Um, He had eight targets in week one. So this week he kind of had a down game. They're playing Kansas City. Should be a high-scoring game. And, you know, he will look to him in the red zone. So definitely. And uh, he might be out there because he hasn't played the first two weeks. But uh, Evan Ingram, I've never been a big fan. I feel like he doesn't live up to it. But, you know, there's certainly the possibility um, if he's out there that, you know, he can be productive. And they do play Atlanta this week. Wow. Is Evan Ingram going to actually be back to play? He could be. I mean, it's Evan Ingram, so he might miss another five weeks. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, how bad is Atlanta that that the Giants are favored over them? Right. By like yeah. three points, too. Yeah, I think it, I thought it was three and a half. Let's see. Um, right. Yeah, it's three now. Yeah. At home. <laughs> all, all that money's coming in the other way, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a battle of 0 and 2 teams. That's just going to be. Oh, that Chargers Chiefs game's at one o'clock. Ooh, 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 I love that game. Oh, I want to watch that game so bad. Right. Early investment right there. Damn, this, um, is, a, this is a shit week, huh? Chargers Chiefs is really good. Bengals Steelers is actually intriguing because the Steelers are like, eh. Cardinals Jets, garbage. Broncos Jets, garbage. Dolph- Dolphins Raiders could be intriguing, but we're second play. Buccaneers Rams. Oh, yeah, that's the game. That is the game at four o'clock. Seahawks Vikings, not bad. Should be a lot of points. Packers Niners Sunday night game is intriguing. And of course, Eagles Cowboys Monday night. Great game. Very great game for that. You know what? You know what I noticed? There are like what four home dogs this week. And that's and you can't, you know, Minnesota's a a, a one-point dog uh to Seattle. But looking mm-hmm. at like, you know, because I, you know, again, uh, love, that Rams Bucks game is even out. The I should have put money on it last night. The Bucks were one and a half underdogs last night. Really? Yeah, I should have bet it. I still, I'll take them at even man. Bucks are still a DK Sportsbook. They're a they're a, a, a one point underdog. Bucks? Yeah. Yeah, I take uh, that. I think I would, man. I think I would too. I think I would too. But I, you know, again, I like going for you know, like looking at the home dogs, and I hate all the home dogs that are going on right now. Texans seven and a half that they're getting to face Carolina. The Lions, nine-point dogs to the Ravens. Um, Jaguars are seven-and-a-half-point dog to Arizona. And then, yeah, like I said, then there's Minnesota is a one-point dog uh, to, to Seattle. Yeah, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't look good. I, it's going to end up being a lot of road dogs uh, that I'm going to end up investing in this week. Yeah, it could be. You know, the uh, the top five picks in the Westgate Super Contest this week all lost. Like really? the, the five the five most taken picks. What were they? Just curious. Uh, uh, all right. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Hold on. I'm getting yeah. it. And I'll, I'll, I'll say realistically which side I was on. Okay. No. I, you know, uh, no problem. Wait, wait. Let me find it. Let me find it. Um. All right. Here we go. Ah, the only four and old team in my home league is me. Nice. Give me oh, the championship now. Nah, it doesn't matter. Like I said, Pittsburgh minus five and a half. Like I told you, I was on Pittsburgh, but during the podcast, I said, "Oh, this and mm-hmm. that." But like a fucking idiot, I was like, "Oh, well, uh, the Raiders are on a short week, and they're traveling east, and no Josh Jacobs." Yeah, I should have stuck with my original premise that Pittsburgh does not come through in the spots when they should. Yeah, thank you. I, uh, I I I had one of those too, but with the Colts. Uh, Eagles plus three and a half, second most. Uh, oh, I was on San Fran. I, I you know the Eagles got. I saw a lot of people on the Eagles, and I was like, wait a second. Um, they played Atlanta, guys. Can we like give them another game? I mean, I know San Francisco wasn't impressive week one, but I mean they had the big lead and blew it, and I know they had some injuries, and the Eagles did dominate the first half. But I w- I was on San Fran. I was kind of surprised that so many people are in Philly. Kansas City minus three and a half, third most taken pick. Uh, I was on Kansas City. I mean, I saw the other side of it, um, mm-hmm. but I was more on Kansas City. Okay. Uh, the Rams laying three and no, a half. We, we had this discussion. We both love the Colts. You yeah. were like, which side? I'm like, the Colts. You're like, me too. I'm like, yep. Yeah. No, I was on the Colts. 
We're such a goofy pair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then Arizona minus three and a half. We were both nah, on Minnesota. I was on Minnesota, yeah. We were on Minnesota, my friend. We. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I disagreed with the uh, three of them. <laughs> my, I mean, my one one of my favorites this week was Tennessee plus. Uh, that's for our underdog uh, pool on alarm after hours. I took Tennessee. I had the last pick though this week. I think. Uh, who did Fenty take? Can't even remember now. I hope he lost. Right, oh, he took is. Dallas. He took that. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna go with a pick you're gonna like and this and that. I was like, oh, come on, bro. Why taking my Cowboys? And I think Impemba <laughs> took the Jag, so he lost. So he is uh, he's one and one, and me and Fenty are two and zero. It sucks. I mean, come on. I mean, you know it's a bad year when Fenty's two and zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I got. I think I know who my dog is this week. I think. Just look. Oh, yeah, it. who's it gonna? Let me see if I can guess. Let me. I see. have to do some more. You know, just just an early inclination. Let's see if you get it right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Your dog this week. It is not Houston. It ain't the Bears. It's not the Lions. You're not taking the Jags. Chargers could be interesting on the road against Kansas City. Um. It's not the Saints. It's definitely not the Colts. Washington football team getting eight and a half is intriguing. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, take the Bengals plus four and a half. That is one of them. That is one of them. Okay. But that's not where I was leaning. But that did catch my eye. Ah. It ain't the Jets getting ten and a half, is it? No. Where is it? What? Chargers. Oh, it was a okay. Look yeah. at that. Like, so, so the the one that I paused on for a few moments, and then I went to the other one and said, "Oh, this one here." And you were like, "Well, that's what I'm looking at." Yeah, Chargers, dogs on the road. Divisional game. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, you just you cannot take the Chargers at home when they're laying points. You just can't do it. You can't do it. it it's never worked out. I don't think it's ever worked and out that, ever. I wish that line would go up to seven and a half. I don't know if it will, but it would have see I can see that being a three point game, four point game, six even. Yeah. I think they're gonna give them a game, man. I just do. I do too. I can't. I can't sit here and look at you know the Chargers and 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 think that you know Justin Herbert's going to struggle. Eckler. Uh, I mean, Mike Williams is 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 geared up for a, a career year. Here. Finally, bro. It's right. Like, it's only taken five years. Year every year I draft him, and he had the ten touchdown year. He had a thousand yard year, but maybe now he can finally put it all together. I just crossed my fingers. Please stay healthy. So. Um, Damn, I remember my last – it sucked, bro. So my last draft that I did was – was it my last? I think it was my last one. I had so many receivers, and I'm sitting there, and like round 11 and 12, I had a friend. We did it together, and I'm like, damn, man, Mike Williams is here. Damn, man, Rondell Moore is here. I'm like, but we have seven wide receivers. We need running backs. <laughs> and we had to pass on those guys, and I'd be like, damn, Williams is – that's a bargain. Oh, Rondell Moore. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you want to talk about the difference between drafting early versus drafting late. Uh, you could have had them all if you draft, you know, when you were drafting early, right? But then, like, the later you started drafting, you know, Mike Williams was getting a little bit of love and all of a sudden. You know, though, for, I mean, he started to fall again in the later drafts. I don't know. I think he was a little banged up towards the end of the preseason, I think. Maybe but I was else. like, what the hell's going on here? Like, why is he falling so far? So, um, but yeah, I got him in my home league. I got him in the GST. So just crossing my fingers that he could stay healthy because, you know, he always has had the ability. And now with the change in coaches and offensive coordinator, it looks like they're finally making him a focus. And Herbert definitely is looking for him quite a bit. Oh, I love how much Herbert's looking for him. But again, you know, we talk about the the system and what, you know, what, what does this playbook 
and design does for the X receiver, right? And that's just and all that's been doing is you know feeding targets uh, Williams' way. It's also the best the best offensive line they have had in a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that too, that too. And and you know what's even better? They don't have Anthony Lynn running the show anymore. Exactly, even better. That's That's, just addition by subtraction. Yeah, that was the guy that they needed to get rid of. Ugh. Oh, God, he was so bad. He was so bad. Um, well, all right, man. So look at that. A couple of early looks at some lines, a little waiver wire action. Lots of fun stuff here all around, Adam. Wow. A productive day with you. Yeah, I unbelievable. We gonna, I thought we were just going to sit here and talk about my abusive father and, you know, <laughs> and, and, and your affinity for chocolate you know, cake. And yet yeah, here we go. This girl told me, she's like, oh, I listened to your podcast the other day. I'm like, which one? And then it was that one. It was the, 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 my dad's an abusive alcoholic one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a, I actually, somebody, somebody within the fantasy alarm organization, uh, you know, asked me about that one. I was like, I mean, listen, that's, it's, it's, uh, you know, I tried to explain what this podcast is, you know, what you and I have talked about over and over again. It's, we didn't want to do a cookie cutter podcast. Oh, hey, our waiver wire pickups for the week are yeah, starting at quarterback. We have. Right? So, you know, I, I said, you know, we, we didn't want to do that. And knowing what the other podcasts were on sawdust when it was all happening, it was like, you know, it was like a best bet. Here are your best bets. And it's you know like a 15 minute podcast that our goal here was to do something different, to do something that we, you know, you don't hear in the industry. We cover the sports, but this again, this is more about kind of pulling the curtain behind, you know, pull, pulling it back. You know, two guys who host shows on Sirius XM who have, you know, FCC regulations to to deal with. This is like this is just a real look at two guys who love doing what they're doing and having conversations about it as opposed to, you know, forcing it into like cookie cutter segments. I'm like, we've got podcasts that do that, right? You can go listen to the DFS NFL podcast with, with you know, me and, and John and Pemba. We just, we go position by position and we give you our our, our thoughts on, on players from high price to, to best value. And, you know, it's like, boom, you can set your watch to it, you know, kind of figure it out. This, I, I said, I love it, man. I really do. And yeah, you know, I mean, if somebody's brand new to the podcast, can I, you know, record a one-liner and be like, you know, Knowing, knowing how that one started and just be like, hey, just so you know, uh, lots of ground to cover here in this uh, in this podcast. We make our picks. We do this. We do that. And it might get a little dark at sometimes here. But, you know, overall, this is definitely, you know, something that you should listen to. You can kind of like brace them for it. I think we just kind of walked into that whole thing where it was like within five minutes, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, when I was a child, I, I wanted to kill myself because. So I was picking fights with my drunk dad so that he stopped hitting my mom. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's real life shit. And it goes back to the um, 86 Mets thing. That's how it all came up, watching that 30 for 30, which did you watch any of it? No. Not yet, man. Okay. Not yet. I, look, and I'm not saying it just because I'm a Mets fan, because I would watch any. Yank- I love documentaries about sports going back and reliving stuff in in finding things we didn't move. No. So if they do one on the nineties Yankees, you know, I'll vomit, but I will watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just being about the Mets. I mean, that team was just, it was just insane. That team from the personality to the way uh, they were off the field. So the, the comebacks that they had, I mean, it's just amazing that they were down so much. Like they were on the precipice of losing so many times and they just kept coming back. So uh, I, again, I recommend it for, for any sports fan. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I, so you know what? I, give me a thirty for thirty on like the was it the ninety three or the ninety four expos? Oh yeah, I watched that too. Oh man, yeah, that team. Jeez, man, I feel bad for them. I mean, right? Yeah. They have Pedro, Randy. Holy cow! Loaded, loaded team. Right, Vlad. Mm-hmm. Vlad was Larry was Larry Walker on that team? Larry Walker was on that team. Yeah. Damn. Damn, now I got to – was it 93 or 94 was the strike? 94 was the strike. 94 Montreal Expos. Boys, it's a Lou, right? It's a Lou. All right, here we go. Baseball. Batting gloves. 
behind the plate, Darren Fletcher, Cliff Floyd at first, oh, Mike Lansing. Dude, I loved Cliff Floyd, and I got to meet him due to Craig Mish. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I truly did love Cliff Floyd as a baseball player, and he's a nice guy, too. Hooked us up with uh, when the All-Star game was in New York at City Field, got me into a comedy club that weekend, and then, you know, said to come hang out with him at a club. Really cool guy, man. And I loved him as a player. I just I was like, wish he didn't get hurt so much because that guy was a was a really good player. Yeah, he was. He definitely was. Uh, Marquise you know, Grissom. Mark, yeah, Marquise Grissom, Moises Alou, Larry Walker. Um, you had Rondell White coming in off mm-hmm. the bench. Uh, look at the uh, pitching. Ken, Ken Hill, Casero, Pedro, Kirk, Kirk Reeder. Reeder. Yeah, Mel Rojas. Oh, geez. When he was, I remember him as a Met. That didn't go well. John Wetland. Gil Heredia. Yeah, God, was Heredia, Heredia was 28 at that point? Holy shit. Did, did Heredia pitch into his 60s? I think so. <laughs> like, he might have. Yeah, Rojas was actually good that year. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, oh, good stuff. Well, for another podcast, people, for another podcast, we know football, football, football. It drives the bus. It pays the bills. All sorts of fun stuff like that. So I'll tell you what, we are going to cut it on out of here. Uh, best of luck to you uh, with your waivers. Adam, can we can we give some final thoughts here, at least as far as waivers go? Uh, if there's nobody out there that you need or want, don't waste fab dollars. Don't waste good waiver priority. If you're like, you know, 10th, uh, you know, in, in waivers on your in your 12 team league, then, then you can go ahead and you can kind of play a little you know, revolving door. But overall, for me, this is not a week that I'm going to play waivers on on, on the heavy at all. Yeah, Justin Fields, if you need a quarterback, um, I will say if Michael Carter's out there, I would add him. Sony Michelle, but I don't think he is. But again, we got to appeal to all leagues. Um, yeah, there's not too much at running back outside of depth. Uh, Pascal, you mentioned. Uh more for sure. That's probably the top pickup, Randall Moore, but hopefully you drafted him or picked him up after last week. Osborne's interesting for deeper formats. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's there's really not a lot, um, especially in the deeper leagues. Maybe in the more shallow, there's something. But in deeper formats, I don't think there's a ton this week. I don't either. I don't either. And so with that, Adam and I, we're going to get on out of here. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, as always, thanks so much for liking and subscribing. Uh, you know, keep the keep the tweets coming, too, by the way. There's been a lot of, a lot of Twitter activity, a lot of people talking about this pod. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. I mean, that really, that, that helps us. It helps steer the conversation. Like Adam just said, you know, we've got to talk about different leagues and things like that. So, you know, if there is a, you know, a particular format or style where you think, you know, we, we need to pay a little bit more attention to guillotine leagues, dude, the vampire leagues, those are hysterical at this point right now. Do you know what those are? No. So uh, apparently when you beat somebody, you get to pick one player from their team and take them. Like, but you have to give back somebody from your team, like that that you had that you had in your starting lineup. You could take anybody from them, right? But you have to give back somebody who you started against them this week. So if you had like you know, let's say you have like a like a garbage wide receiver three, right? And you beat this team that had Devonte Adams, you could take Devonte Adams and give him your schlub wide receiver three. Okay. It's crazy, dude. It's it's like this nutty format. Um, this guy calls up today in the fantasy alarm show, right? And he and he says, you know, he's like, I don't know who to take off of my opponent's team. And he was like, you know, he's got two wide receivers. One was Mike Williams, uh, the other one was Deontay Johnson. And he was like, you know, do I take one of those guys and then and just give you know my worst wide receiver, you know, right now is you know in my active lineup is Jamar Chase, or do I give up Damian Harris and take his Joe Mixon? What would you do? 
Well, first of all, I would never play in this shit. I think we're getting too far with these stupid fucking gimmick leagues now. Really? <laughs> I, no, I'm dead serious, bro. I think people are fucking getting too bored with shit. We do this in life, right? Oh, the, I got to get the iPhone 13 now. Why? Is it really much better than the 11 or 12? No, it's fucking marketing and people want to spend money. And that's why people are broke. I just think, just my opinion. Again, I've said I'm all for people doing what they want. I just think it's too far. So I'm, I put together a good team and I have a bad week because of injuries or underperformance. And now I got to lose one of my players to some fucking clown. No, I'm not with that. <laughs> all right. So no vampire leagues, people. No, no, not doing it. Just, I think it's dumb. <laughs> You don't think we're going too far with all these gimmick leagues now? And you, like all these different games. It's like, I get it. Uh, I just, I think it's too much. Like I said, though, if you guys find it enjoyable and you want to play in it, but I don't think that's ever catching mainstream. Never. <laughs> you would play in it? I mean, you play in like 20 leagues. So I can see if you go, oh, well. I, I mean, listen, if, you know, if it was just, you know, all in good fun, you know, just to, just to, you know, kind of, kind of test it out. I, I, I might just. You know, for for the sake of having fun, I don't know if I'd put money in on it. Yeah, I wouldn't with do that. those I mean, kind so, of rules. That's yeah, that's we, a little. We spend all our time putting in this research and months of drafts, and now I have one bad week this week because I had Dak and some asshole gets to take a player off my roster. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I felt the same way when fantasy baseball started doing linear weights leagues. Well, again, I think we do see that. Some of these leagues go way too far with stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm good with the Roto Leagues, man. I'm fine with it. Me too. Me too. I definitely I, – I do not need to play in a 12 by 12 head-to-head fantasy yeah, baseball. Yeah, I mean, gee, it's just uh, – and now we're seeing it in football too. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. You can't just, can't just stay traditional, people. You always got to keep reinventing the wheel. Round and round it goes. I'm all, all right. for I'm all for variety, but more in real life, not in fantasy, if you know what I mean. Yes, I do know what you mean. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Can we, can we please close the podcast yes, out? Yes, we now? can. Let's go. All right. You keep talking. Like every oh, time we try to close You're it out. You're bringing up new talking. leagues every five seconds. Yeah, every five seconds. Thanks so much for liking and subscribing for the grumpy Adam Ronis. <laughs> Uh, Howard Bender. (laughs) We'll catch you next time.